Well, greetings, friends, and welcome to the Gospel Underground Podcast. This is episode 67 on Reading Habits. We are broadcasting live, well, live for us from the Power of Change Worldwide Headquarters here in Blacksburg, Virginia. I'm here. We're back. Two in the shed. Jesse Fury, oh, my main man. No clothing remarks from me today for you, <laughs> but you look fine as usual. It's um, good to be back. Good to good, be back. New boots? I do, yeah, you know what? You <laughs> said you weren't going to mention it. I know. I <laughs> That's uh, right. I got, some new, I got some new boots. Uh, at, at Christmas, we're this is our first time together after Christmas. That's right. Kayla and I, thank you for your questions that you sent in for... Um, for Kayla to take up. She did. Oh, she, man. I mean, that made the podcast. I know you couldn't be with us, but your questions, it, it just kind of made it happen. And yeah, it, I was, I was sad to miss in, in every sense of the way having sick kids, but then also uh, missing out. But man, she crushed it. Oh, man. I, I, she, uh, Kayla, need, Kayla needs her own podcast. <laughs> well, I, I was telling her that when she's in college, there, there are probably some special. Uh, appearances that we can do together with her just yeah. as she goes through a university because she'll be at you know a, a liberal arts secular liberal arts college people from all over the world kind of i know she's at least a kid from rwanda she's connected with already and okay. australia which is on fire pray for australia yeah uh, so i thought it might be fun to have her on periodically what she's studying the university experience uh it is a school that's dedicated to free speech and in- inquiry still like uh, unlike others that are uh you know can't say anything anywhere, but, uh, so yeah, she was fun. And I, Casey listened to it yesterday and we were both, uh, we're just proud of her, man. And yeah. I think she's a pretty great kid and you should be proud of her pretty focused. Uh, but still a kid yesterday, we were debating on whether or not when she goes to college, does she come off of the screen time control of her phone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, what's the answer? Well, I had to repent, uh, after this whole in exchange because I wasn't, I wasn't kind, um, mm. I said, yeah, we're keeping it on lockdown because, uh, you know, and she was like, well, you know, I should be able to make my own. And my wife interjected and took her side pretty strongly. Then I felt, <laughs> then I felt shut down. So I just like took all controls off her phone. I was like, okay, you're on your own. And she's like, that's not what I was asking for. Mm. And I, and I did that rashly. Yeah. So later on, yeah, I apologize. You're fine. Yeah. You're fine. You're free. <laughs> you know, and uh, you can watch anything and everything and do anything on your phone now. And that, that was a poor parenting mm. move. And so last mm. night I apologized to her for that. And we rebuilt a new kind of setup for her on her phone, which has still some controls, but yet more leeway and her kind of made all the decisions on the settings. So that was good. kind of a good in the end, but I was kind of a jerk in the middle. Well, that's the way it works. <laughs> that's the way it works. So, so we haven't caught up yet much since Christmas. Uh, I got some questions for you today, Reed. Oh, okay. Is this, uh, is this, uh, is this, uh, one of these in or out questions or just questions? <laughs> sure. In or out. Now, let's do it. In or out. Uh, what was your best, uh, what was your best experience around Christmas? You know, this is going to seem shallow perhaps, but, um, my, I, I, I received a wonderful gift when I got married of, uh, in-laws. And so we were at their place at the cabin. It's just kind of on a river in North Carolina. They were retired there. And, uh, literally my mother-in-law said, Hey, we want, read to smoke meat for us because we oh, know he's been doing yeah. that and so, they must follow you on instagram <laughs> yeah so <laughs> so li- quite literally this this uh probably was the best gift i got too uh but i i smoked meat after christmas because we had a traditional christmas okay. with okay. some turkey and things dinner and then ham uh but the next day 
she said, whatever you want, anything. So I was like, well, Hey, get me a, a rib roast. And so she said, how many people, how many, how big do you need to be? I was like, well, five bones. Can we do five bones? Well, she bought a seven bone. She bought nice. the whole cow, had a butcher do it. <laughs> She cut the bones off it and stacked it and tied it to the bones so I could smoke it that way. It wouldn't fit in the red box, so I had to trim some ribeye steaks off of it to get it to fit. Oh, wow. It was so huge. That's um, why you started thinking about getting a bigger yeah, bigger man, smoker. It is, it? and I didn't pay for it. So thank, thankfully, that was a wonderful time just sharing that. It turned out really great, although uh, my mother-in-law does not like red meat at all. She likes well done. And she still liked it? Well, she had to micro... Well, they cooked it in the pan a little bit longer for her because okay. you don't cook a okay. rib, rib roast. You yeah. cook prime yeah, rib, it's gotta, medium rare yeah. at, the, at the most. So, so yeah, okay. that was my favorite. Okay. Hey, you know, we, we smoked... I smoked meat on Christmas Day. I saw pictures. That's right, yeah. So how about this? I got one for you. Uh, best Christmas gift. Uh, right there. I, I have a new little tiny electro cooler thing to hold drinks in my office. Look at that. I, I used to have one in here and it broke pretty quickly. I think the technology breaks easily. Uh, but yeah, my wife got me that. My daughter drew the power change logo on the front and I can like put my little unhealthy uh, monster mm, peach tea. Monster peach teas. <laughs> in calorie, <laughs> chemical, sweetened, whatever, B vitamins and caffeine drinks in there. So that's my favorite little gift. Nice. Uh, How about this? How about you? Boots? Oh, Your boots? Uh, man, this was like the this was the Christmas of shoes. Ah. I got these boots, which I love. Billy um, White shoes, Johnson shoes. I got um some black on black Chuck Taylors. Wow. And then and then here's probably my favorite one. And uh it's because I've wanted these shoes for at least twenty five years. Wow. I got some white on white. Air Force Ones. Well, I saw them and uh, I was like, man, you're going to get a toothbrush to keep these clean. I, I, I have already been cleaning them. <laughs> they look great. Thank you. I'm trying to make it the uh, did pre you, preachers and sneakers. Did you feel? <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying out on that. Um, can, can you run faster in those? You look. You like know, those. I could jump higher. They look like those. Yeah, kind of I can shoes, run faster. Um, all right. I got one for you. Worst Christmas gift. <sighs> you know, um, I want to stay out on that because if, you, <laughs> if I say that, then yeah, somebody you, gave it to your me. Your people listen, and uh, yeah, your yeah, family listens, yeah, so they they might hear that. Mm. So um, I'll, I'll just say that I didn't keep it. Uh, I took okay. it back, got a okay. refund, and I didn't get anything else. So, okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, uh, no, I don't want anything. Yeah, no, okay. don't give me anything. I did get a down payment this year for some dumbbells that I'm going to buy for, you know, like lift weightlifting. Yeah. Um, I got two like from the thrift store kind of dumbbells that you wouldn't use, but they were like, Hey, go get what you need and go get you one. So I, I probably will do that for me and my son so we can like get huge this summer okay. in the garage. Get swole in the get garage. Swole, yeah. garage my, my son's 13. So he's yeah, at he's the age where he's, it's time for him to start. Yeah. He's got to get swole. You know, muscling up. You know what I'm saying? Well, Hey Jesse, uh, we know that you did a, a wonderful, um, Gave us a wonderful gift here on the podcast by going social media less, uh, more or less, for a month uh, so we could test out some digital minimalism. But uh, what our listeners don't realize that you've had another kind of thing going, a little challenge for yourself. And that's kind of going to be our main topic today about on reading habits. So you put in the notes here, reflections on reading 50. And friends, that's 50. Uh, 50 books, man. 50 books in 2019. One, did you, did you reach your goal? And to tell me about this. Yeah, man. So I, I decided in pretty much every year I, I will in December start to think through, uh, what kind of challenge do I want to take on next year? 
And not a resolution, but a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. I, I, I really, I think of them as practices. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Liturgies. Uh, no. <laughs> you know, maybe. No, practices. So, uh, so I decided I wanted to read 50 books in 2019. And um, I started real strong. And so I kind of ebbed and flowed throughout the years. So it's I started roughly a book a week, friends. For roughly you know, a book a week. That's right. Um, and so, uh, so I just I set out to uh, to read a lot. Really. I, it, so some of this was because I had been thinking about pursuing doctoral work in the future, and I wanted to figure out can I uh, can I develop the kind of habits or practices where uh, where I can read uh, a lot. Uh, and, and, and so I found that the answer is yes, I, I can read a lot. Uh, so I, I wanted to, to, to kind of walk through some of my experience this year, uh, and, and, and what it was like for me to read well or, 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 or maybe not well, um, but read broadly. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. And, you know, by the way, before I get into this too much, um, you probably have read I mean, you, you're you're Mr. Underground, so you're not going to tell us how many books you've read. <laughs> read but uh, but I saw the the blog post you're working on with all your book reviews from books you read this year. So I think you're right there with me, Reed. Well, I like reading. Yeah. I, I'm an advocate for it. Like uh, you know, Brian Regan, the comedian. Maybe we can put this in your show notes. Has this comedy bit about like the guy who's doing the debate, uh, who's who's debating against reading. You know, like <laughs> I don't even think you should read good. You know, who who makes that? Nobody says that. Well. Maybe our president well, maybe, does. Though, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, no. Most people think reading is a is a positive activity right, for your life. Right. You start learning that as a little kid, you know. But um, yeah, I like books. I like audio books a lot, uh, and I enjoy just the opening of the world uh, through the imagination and the intellect through uh, books. Yeah, yeah. So, so I so the reason that I I started this this challenge or this practice in 2019 was a few things. One is. Uh, I was convinced, I am convinced that reading more makes you more happy. Yeah, yeah. In general. And you, and somebody told you readers are leaders and leaders are readers, right? <laughs> Someone has told me that. Uh but that that um, maybe that did go into it, but I don't think so. So, um so I and we'll put some of these in the show notes, but uh but I I was I was doing some research into what are the reading habits of people now. Yeah. And uh and one thing that I found really interesting is millennials read more than previous generations, at least uh, more than other generations do right now. At their age. At their age. So yeah, millennials, yeah, yeah. so, we, so uh, uh, they also go to libraries more and bookstores more. So um, there's a bit of a resurgence in local bookstores. So everybody forecasts they were, they were all going to close with right. Kindle and, and iPads and so on. Right. But they didn't. Right, some of them did. The big box ones, some of them shut books down. Books a million or something. Right, bam, bam. borders bam. books. Yeah, yeah. gone. Right. Uh, <laughs> Barnes and Noble's hanging on a few places. Yeah, but 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 local bookstores have, by and large, while they've lost some business, um, many of them have stayed afloat in part because uh, there's a there's a kind of a resurgence in in millennials and younger generation who want to hold real books, book culture, and. Um, and so that's really interesting. I found that interesting. Uh, that's still somewhere in the ballpark of five books a year on average. Uh, um, so anyway, that that is something I thought interesting. Millennials read more than other generations do right now, uh, at least according to surveys and research. Uh, Donald Trump, however, reads nothing. <laughs> 
Did you know that? I mean, maybe you could tell. But well, uh, he he likes McDonald's and doesn't read. So, uh. <laughs> but um, so the, so I I'm, this isn't even political. It's just it just is what it is. Uh, you know, a, bo- a book was written about him, Fire and Fury, and about his. You know, maybe maybe you can't trust everything in there. Maybe you can, but uh, one thing that hasn't really been debated is he just doesn't like to read. Right. So he doesn't want long reports. He He likes information. He likes the information to come uh, orally. So he wants you to give him a debrief. He doesn't want to read it. Focuses on current events news. Kind of he watches stuff on TV a lot. And so that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so um, I thought I don't want to I want to read. I don't want to you know what what, uh, you maybe you can tell that he doesn't read. Uh, That's all I'm saying about that. So. So for me though, I, I wanted to read because I wanted to be happy, uh, and um, you know we've I've got an article linked here from Fast Company on uh, your reading habits can transform your health, and in it it says reading for pleasure in general can also prevent conditions such as stress, depression, and dementia, uh, says Wilkinson. This is a researcher. Research has shown that people who read for pleasure regularly report fewer feelings of stress and depression than non-readers. Uh, basically, there's a lower subsequent risk of incidence of dementia. Now, that's really interesting. I went back and read the report, and uh, you have to do a high volume of reading in order for that to work out. Um, right, right. But to have a very engaged kind of intellectual, mental that's right. life. Yeah, in, in an yeah. enjoyable reading. So this right. isn't like you're reading because you have to. You're reading because you want to. Right. Um, but I found that really interesting that dementia, depression, uh, stress tend to be lower uh, the more that you read. Uh, people who read books regularly are, this is a, another quote from that article, on average more satisfied with life, happier, more likely to feel that the things they do in life are worthwhile. A recent survey of 1,500 adult readers found that 76% of them said that reading improves their life and helps to make them feel good. I want to feel good. <laughs> so uh, so that was part of the reason that I, I wanted to read, is I knew, you know, and, and like you read, I, I, I like to read, Um and uh, so that there are some baseline um, things that I already had going for me. Right. Um, I already read a fair amount. Um, my job in particular lends itself to some reading. So study, teaching. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I'm I'm requiring anywhere from ten to twenty books a year for people that are taking classes that I lead, either through the Bonhoeffer House or through our right. local church. And so I'm reading along with them. Right. So man, there, there it is. There's fifteen or twenty that I, I already was going to read anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, it's fascinating, uh, as a kid growing up, um, I was a math science guy. I was a math science guy in, in my undergraduate studies as well. Um, I hated reading books. I mean, I hated it. Like, you know, it's like, dog, make me read a book. I remember English classes in middle school, just bring me down. Like I got to read the Oxbow incident. What is that? You know, I didn't want to read it all. But when I became a follower of Christ, and I, I don't know if this is simply, uh, because obviously the Bible matters, so you're obviously yeah. going to start reading the Bible when you become a Christian. Uh, but I was a college student, but I also became interested in ideas. And I took great joy and pleasure in learning about different ideas. And this came late in my college career. Um, and it, and I had the same effect, Jesse. It, do, it did change my disposition. Now, sometimes you're reading stuff that makes you mad and frustrated. Yeah. But usually when you're picking a book you choose to read, it's because you have a, a love or an interest in things, and that can tend to make you uh, into a different person. And I think Christianity may be related to because people, the book, uh, right. the scriptures, the writings, uh, that we have been illiterate people and brought literature and liter- literacy everywhere. Christianity is gone. 
but it's very much connected, not simply with, you know, your job as a minister, but your culture, right, is around books. That's right. Yeah. And and I was convinced by um, a friend of mine, uh, an author, Karen Swallow Pryor. Uh, shout out if you're listening, Karen. Um, but she wrote an excellent book on reading well. And uh, she gave, uh, I, I brought a group of Bonhoeffer House guys to go and um, and just spend some time with her last year. And I guess this was 2018. And she gave us uh, essentially her introduction to the book live and in person. And man, it was so convincing. Essentially, the the, the argument, which I already believed, but it was helpful to, to hear right. it, that uh, reading reading well uh, makes us more virtuous, mm. in part because um, because we're we're growing and challenging ourselves through the reading, but in part because you, you, like you said, you're engaging with ideas, even in fiction, you're engaging with, would I have done that? Why did this person do, I want to be like this, or I don't want to, this is what I don't want to be like. And so, uh, it's almost a way in which, um, by, by engaging the book, we were, we're, we're being changed. As a matter of fact, let me, let me quote from her. This is, uh, in her book on reading well, um, she says, just as water over a long period of time reshapes the land through which it runs, so too are we formed by the habit of reading good books well. So uh, I was convinced that was true. I want, So it wasn't just that I wanted to be happy. Um, I wanted to be more virtuous. I wanted to be formed well. So, uh, so I undertook this project, read 50 books, got through it all. Now, full disclosure, I was still tying up two of those books in the first week of January. <laughs> So technically it was 49 and a, and a half or so, uh, or 48 and a half. So I finished up my last two books. My was, view, if you were in it, you win it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so it was a lot of, a lot of reading though. Okay. So a few, so, so a few things, um, I thought I'd talk through a few of my habits and then, and then obstacles. And then, um, you know, a few, so a few things that I set out to do on the front end was I wanted to not listen to too many of them. So for me, uh, listening to an audiobook can be really engaging and helpful, but also I, I tend to get in the bad habit of um, spacing out or multitasking, uh, and I didn't want to multitask my reading. Quick question. Yeah. Um, there, there are opinions uh, out there on this. Do you consider, if you listen to an, an entire audiobook, do you count that as having read it? I do, and I only did that with a couple of these books. Okay, um, one of them I picked. I did it on purpose. Uh, so one of them, uh, and I'll get to that. Um, but uh, oh, I didn't have it in there, so I'll mention it now. One of them that I did that on purpose was *Beowulf* by Seamus Haney. Uh, I think it's meant to be listened to oral. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's the you know the great you know Middle English translated poem, um, *Beowulf* and Grendel and Grendel's mom. And anyway, uh, your mom. Yeah, <laughs> Grindel, your mom. <laughs> okay, so uh, so I do think it counts, um, but I do think it, you engage with it a little bit differently. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I wanted to limit that. I also um, uh, wanted to make sure there a fair amount of these books were for pleasure and a fair amount of them were fiction. So um, I, I believe that reading good fiction is... Uh, not just a um, throwaway or, or uh, isn't just entertainment. I think it actually still forms us and shapes mm-hmm. us. So, um, yeah, so so really I did almost all of one of the, the other thing I wanted to do is make sure that this wasn't just, I wasn't just using my work time, right? right? right. So um, I, I do have the luxury of being able to do some of my study during the day, but uh, I wanted to do, to do most of the reading. And I would say I probably did about 90%, probably 45 or so of the books was not between the hours of nine to five or eight, eight to five. Um, which meant that my regular habits were, 
uh, early, early morning reading and then, uh, and then reading in bed. So, uh, what really helped for me, I, I was really stalling and about three quarters of the way through the year, Jenny and I decided that we were going to uh, disconnect technology from, from our bedroom. Mm. And so, uh, that this was about, about the time I was reading books like deep work and right. uh, digital minimalism. And, uh, as we've, we've talked about on the podcast before, and so, man, it really, it's amazing how quick you can make progress when you spend 20 minutes reading before you fall asleep. And fall asleep better. Instead too, of spending man. an hour, you know, binge watching a show or something, you fall asleep quicker. Um, so, so yeah, so early morning I was getting up between 5.30, probably around 5.30 to 6 on average, and just getting some reading before my kids get up. So my kids would up, be up around 6.30 or 7, and uh, and there's enough time between... 5.30 and 6.30 to pray, make coffee, read my Bible, and read and get 20 pages in, in, in a book. So um, that was one of my, another one of my habits. And I, do you do this, Reed? I had almost always three or four books going at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually, I do that yeah, all the time. We're looking at my I'm looking stacks. At, <laughs> yeah, Reed, um, Reed's got this great, uh, the Shed Quarters is great. There's, it's, we're surrounded by books, but... He's got he's got his stacks of like current reading books. His they're usually on so, some subject I'm trying to do a yeah, deep dive on, yeah. and that I'm not doing well enough on. But yeah, like my science stack, my artificial intelligence stack, and then evangelism stack over there. Yeah, it's I I, I like to read. I tend I tend to look at some books as tools, and some books as friends. Some books as just kind of uh, mind enjoyment. So, you know, I I have to confess I don't read any fiction. Um, this is probably not surprising to some people who know me, <laughs> but but I love uh, what's called creative nonfiction, right? Uh, like right. histories and David McCullough. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. Okay. I, I love that stuff. I I, I chew that up like crazy, um, but I don't read any fiction. Um, and I do I do audio books mainly for pleasure, and I read a lot of those. Um, I read nonfiction books uh, around ideas quite a bit uh, in order to engage them. For some reason, I, if I'm if I'm wanting to learn something or in really engage something, I have to look at it and I have to scribble on the book, right? And things like right. that. Um, pure pleasure. I don't feel like oh, I got. I better remember what happened in the Whiskey Rebellion in seventeen whatever. Um, I'll just I'll just listen to those books right. and so. But yeah, I, I typically can have many. Specifically, like last summer, I was I was updating a parenting and technology seminar, so I had like four or five books I was reading in parallel. Yeah, um, yeah, jumping around in things. Good. So, so that was another thing for me that just that's just the way that I my my, my brain works. I'd have you know uh, books books in certain locations, right? This is my when I'm in the morning, I'm go, going here. That book's already set out at night, you know, to 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 greet me in the morning. Yeah, so there you a go. Good friend does. By the way, I love how you mentioned. Uh, some books are for using or tools. Some are friends. I, yeah. I think um, that that is one of my reflections. Is it's really helpful to uh, to know in advance. Is it, so I, I think sometimes of reading in the way that uh, uh, Saint Augustine and on Christian doctrine talks about the way that we there. Are some things are meant for us to use. Some things are meant for us to enjoy. And the best things are are meant to, for both. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so in reading. Um, I, that was one way, you know, I, I, some of the books were like, like I read, um, a Joe Nesbo book, uh, which is like kind of a detective oh. pulp kind of book. And it was just, that's just an enjoy book. It like was father, like, father Brown mysteries. Yeah. Type book, I did read a Chesterton, uh, oh, mystery too. So anyway, so, uh, uh, and one more habit that I have is, um, like you, I like to mark my books up. So 
You, you do it a little neater, though. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse uses a straight-edge ruler and makes, like, perfect lines like a computer did it in his books, but it's his pen. I, it, I want it to look nice. <laughs> I write things in there, too. I'll, I'll, I'll make notes to, you know, notes on, in the margins. And, do, you, do you flag flag pages like that, or do you use little sticky flags? I, no, when, I don't. I'm open to it. Yeah, I abuse books like that. There's yeah. some, if I'm reading for research, where's this book, The Case Against Reality? Get it. Start doing these little flags. I see it. Yeah, 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 on the yeah. Side yeah. There, you know, so. yeah. That that's a good that's a good idea. Um, so so those were some of my reading habits, and and uh, and what I thought I'd walk through a few of my best books of the year. All right, should we uh, give you a good huh. drum roll? Or before we get to that, Jeff, yeah, Jesse, yeah, yeah. It, it, the fact that you read um, fifty books, I just want to I want to give you a gold Dwayne, star. Go. For your achievement, you can put it on your lapel and take that home with you. You know what? I want an actual gold star. Okay, I, I where are they? I, I, yeah, I need the happen. gold star stickers. I counted the pages today. I realized as I was doing it, is I this was showing like, off? cares. Yeah, this is showing off. <laughs> so I'm not, well, now I got to say it. It was over 10,000 pages. It was, was 11,386 <laughs> pages read by Jesse Fury. Thank you. That's what I want my gold star for. So, uh, uh, best books. So I've broken it down into a couple categories. Nonfiction. I'm gonna run through them on reading well. So I, I, that was Karen Swallow Pryor. Um, I I just think it was really excellent. Gives a good, you know, what she does in it is does an introduction where it's just more about like here's a here's why reading well matters, and uh, and how it, how reading well changes us and cultivates virtue in us. And then she goes through um, the cardinal. Uh, theological virtues and the Aristotelian virtues and, and, and uh, each one focusing on a different work of literature. Uh, another book is Disruptive Witness by Alan Noble, yep. um, which is kind of like... Uh, if you, I bought that book. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. So if you, if you are interested in reading Charles Taylor on philosophy, but you're like, whoa, that's really big. Uh, this is a great, a great primer on on uh really how we can be witnesses to to the gospel and to and to god in the uh in the world that we're in our in our secular age uh deep work we've already done something on that all that's goal uh, all that's good uh which is on discernment by hannah anderson um found that to be really helpful especially thinking through cultivating the art of recognizing the good true and beautiful in life Mm -hmm. and not just looking at discernment as What's bad? Stay away from that. Is this next book a Timothy Ferris book? It is. Tool, hey. Tools of Titans. That was my beach read. I took ah. that to the beach, and uh, it was really interesting. Uh, so Tools of Titans is kind of like his uh, interviews and successful people and their habits that's of right. life. And that's right. Some of, some of them were like really interesting. Some of them I just was like, oh, my gosh, you're crazy. <laughs> I get up at 4 a.m. and take a cold shower. Yeah. <laughs> and then I jump into a swimming no, pool. The, of... the, the crazy part was the psychedelic mushrooms. Oh, and, yeah, this yeah. Stuff where I was like, well, I'm probably just not going to do that. Uh, no, definitely not going to do that. Uh, uh, one was uh, Edwards the Mentor, written by uh, Reese Bizant, who we've had here on the, on the, cast, on the podcast before, uh, which was, it, man, it was a really good book on, on how Jonathan Edwards... Um, his his uh, pedagogy of of mentoring, how he mentored guys, and um, and it's really going to f- uh, uh, affect the way that we do things with the Bonhoeffer House. So I'm excited about putting that in practice. Atomic Habits by help me out here. I, I mentioned this, James. Yeah, you mentioned Clear. that last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, super super helpful book. Thinking about um, just the way that little habits 
compounding over time make a big, big difference. Uh, and then finally, uh, one of the best ones, nonfiction that, that I, I, I don't know that anybody's read is Given by Tina Bosch. Uh, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right, but it's really a biblical theology of blessing. So like, mm. what does it mean to be blessed, to bless others? Um, and she was a missionary overseas, maybe in Turkey. And so um, the pers- it's just really, really an interesting book. Um, now for fiction, uh, I mentioned I read Beowulf or listened to Beowulf. Uh, I also read The Road. There's by, a movie by on that, right? Is there on which one? The road. The road. There is. It has. Um. It has. It has. Uh. Aragorn. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um. I don't. The movie doesn't. Isn't. It's hard to put that book into a movie. Right. Um. Although the movie's not bad. So the road by Cormac McCarthy, um. Which uh. Uh. Is Karen Swallow Pryor uses the road in her chapter on hope which it's post-apocalyptic. It's about as hopeless as, as a, a landscape gets. Even the writing is sparse. And, uh, and yet, it's really, there's a, there is a thread of hope that runs through it. I read Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman and uh, found that really interesting. Really interesting. I didn't, I didn't know much about like Thor other than... When I was a little kid, I was really into uh, mythologies. Yeah. And so I had all these books and comic books. So they kind of overlapped a lot. And I, so I used to read about all these different gods. And Norse mythology was one of my favorites because they're, they're fascinating. And, and most of you have watched The Avengers, so you know a little bit of... That's right. I was like, oh, oh, I remember Thor. <laughs> yeah. He's, <laughs> He's a big muscled up guy. Yeah, or, or uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Book of Sorrows. Um, so none of these are new books. Uh, Book of Sorrows is Walter Wangren, and it's part two of a series he did beginning with the Book of the Dun Cow. These were young adult books that aren't really young adult books. Book of Sorrows is the saddest book I've ever read. Um, and so maybe don't read that if you're not in a good place. <laughs> I wonder. If, I wonder if Kayla has read that. <laughs> but she it, finds sad books to yeah, read. Yeah, but it 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 um, there's almost no book fiction or nonfiction that shows what sin is and what it does or what evil is mm. and what it does better than this book. Walter Wangren is a Lutheran pastor and author up in um, the mid upper Midwest somewhere. So, uh, okay. And then finally brothers Karamazov by uh, Dostoevsky. Um, man, that's just, you know, uh, it's just, again, a, a, a book on the, on what it, what it means to be human and, and, uh, and the the forces at work in the world that he he does such a good job of showing what is behind the scenes and the evil that's happening and the good that's happening the battles that are happening all around us and so those were those are kind of my highlights of the year I'll, I'll post all fifty books some of them are like kids books not not I'm not 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 not, not counting Goodnight Moon yeah <laughs> uh, but I think I did a um, like a Pilgrim's Progress for kids version with my uh, kids yeah. there are a couple like that Green, green Eggs and Ham probably <laughs> <laughs> not counting that Reed um, so let me let me so here are some of my highlights uh, um, man I you know some of the highlights for me were just doing it right like being able to say to see the progress to um, to keep going uh, was good for me. Uh, some of these books have really shaped me this year. I've changed my mind on things. I've um, I, Atomic Habits re- recently has really kind of uh, recharged me in a season where I needed to be recharged, thinking about habits and practices again. Um, deep work has, uh, if you've listened along, has been obvious. Has been shaping me some this year, um, and so uh, so it, it's overall been was an extremely good experiment for me this year. I will say there was a disappointment. Um, 
I have forgotten so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking back over my list today. And uh, I, so what I did is I kept a note in my on my phone. And so every time I finished a book, I would just add it to the notes. Because otherwise, yeah, I, yeah. I'd actually forget which books I read. Yeah, for sure. And uh, man, some of the books, I didn't have their authors. I just write the title. And there were a few I went back and I was like, what is this? Why did I read that? Yeah. What, yeah. when, what, what year was I reading? I don't remember this at all. And, and so, um, so I do think trying to, so reading so, so with, with such breadth, uh, such a broad amount of books, um, lent itself to missing some, Yeah, right? Like yeah. I, I don't think I internalized nearly as much as I would have liked to. You know, one of the things that has changed in my life over the years, Jesse, is that I used to be really hung up on like reading every book I bought. I did that for a long time. Don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um, I used to be obsessive about capturing like good quotes. And so much though that I, I had this Microsoft Access database where I was putting quotes in and categorizing them. I had a Princeton student that I was working with trying to put it into a uh, web application online so I could use it on wherever for a while. And I and I also I had this quote that this guy said one time. He's like, "Hey, you got to be careful because you only have this many years of your life left." And so that only means like you only have like I don't remember four hundred and fifty books left that you could possibly even read. You better choose wisely. And I was like, oh, oh no, I don't want to waste my time <laughs> on a crap book, you know. And 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 I I don't I just dropped all that. I don't know if it's just because I've gotten older and lazy and less ambitious. I don't know what it is, but now I just kind of like, you know, if I if I hit a good quote, I'll use it in something I'm talking about or teaching in that season. Yeah, and I don't yeah. feel so like uh, obsessive about capturing it all for like forever. And, and, and I really have enjoyed reading for pleasure much more recently than just simply reading to, you know, learn things. I felt such, so behind in Christianity. Right. When I first became a believer in college, I just want to read everything. I was like, wow, okay, I got to catch up. Yeah. I remember, remember taking philosophy at Virginia tech when I was in campus ministry and getting to read like Augustine and Aquinas in source. Cause they made me, I was like, this is amazing. My education robbed me of these Christian authors. Why do they tell me about this? Um, now I'm just like, I, I really, I really don't stress as much. I probably shouldn't buy some books that I don't read now, but I, I tend to still buy some books right. that I don't read and like, Oh, I'd like to read that. And I buy it and I don't read it. There are worse spending habits though, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. like, you yeah. know, you might spend an extra 15 bucks on 15 bucks on a book here or there, but it's not like buying a driver for your golf bag or something. <laughs> That's right. All of that. <laughs> Are you uh, a golfer? Do, uh, I, <laughs> do I know? Occasionally. No, occasionally. no, no, no. I mean, I, if you want to play, I'll play. But yeah, we'll have a therapy session on golf uh, one time on yeah. the on the podcast. So so um, yeah. So are you uh, going to number? Are you going to have a number oh, in mind man, for this year? No, or are you just no. Gonna, so I'm not doing it again. You're going to be free. I'm going to be free. I'm not doing it again. Um, you know, I, I would say um, I think I think that I I think I was happier. So I I, I watched less TV. Was on social media less, on the internet less, and um, and read more this year than, than I have in maybe, I don't know how long. And I think it was good. So overall, though, was I happier than in 2018? I don't, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> uh, I don't. I Does don't, Jenny want you to watch TV shows with her? Yeah. At, oh, in, yeah. In the yeah, future. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll watch shows. That's where together. I do my fiction, I guess. Is a, yeah. Yeah. And, serial and, TV and we're, hey, we're in the golden age, right? Of yeah, TV. Yeah. Uh, and, and good storytelling is being done now in ways that it wasn't in the past on, on TV. So. I don't know how to, uh, we should explore that at some point. Yeah, there, there's a book um, that I read probably four or five years ago about that where, you know, you have long form yeah. m- movies, right? 
uh, two hours, uh, which is actually very limiting if you want to kind of develop right, characters right. and have any sort of story arc. So like, oh, movies are going to be way worse than the book. But if you can do a 10 episode thing over time, right, right, then storytelling through kind of visual media like TV has gotten way better. And I think that's a, a very interesting development in our culture where you can actually have deeper engagement with story uh, through kind of visual media than you could in the past. Now, there have always been an hour a week TV shows, but it's a little different if you can watch three of them in a row. That's right. That's right. And even if it's an hour a week, it's done in a way that is just, it. you know, you're you're in the story you're connected to it you can't wait you know for the next release uh and so so i think there's room for that um you know but i'm not doing it this year i I, i'm just going to read what i want to read and what i need to read and i'm not going to count it now so let me ask you a question reed um you got anything you're picking up for 2020 you got any challenges or practices you know i i don't um I want to get swollen in the garage with yeah, Tommy. Yeah, I, I was getting ready to say that uh, I'm more and more operating on relational and life stage goals, I guess, is that, okay, I know that my oldest is going to college uh, in, in late, late summer. So I, I have some goals and desires for my relationship with her before that transition happens. Uh, my son is going to be heading into a different season as a little athlete. And I'm thinking through how do I bond with him, relate to him and put in some habits in the garage to get strong, that kind of thing. Um, I think more than anything, my questions have more to do with vocation these days than yeah. kind of uh, leisure and family, which seem to be for me going great. Um, but in terms of work, uh, sometimes I'm wondering exactly my focus for the coming year. And so I, I have some ministry, I guess, yeah. goals where I'm trying to get some clarity on some things that, that I do. Um, I think for me, for whatever reason, audiobooks have been a real revelation for me. They've yeah. been so helpful because I really do. I fill my car time, my workout time, uh, usually with books or podcasts. And I, I just enjoy learning about things I didn't know. And then that helps me be a better conversationalist maybe obnoxious sometimes when I'm talking to my kids about history or something. They, they tend to be kind of nerdy too and like that. The biggest thing that, that, I, that I really am reminded of as a Christian, and this is something that I think we can derive uh, indirectly from, from the wisdom literature of the Old Testament Ecclesiastes. This is uh, Ecclesiastes 11 and 12, and this is not an anti-book verse, but, uh, or, but it's a reminder. Uh, this says, the words of the wise are like goads and like nails firmly fixed are the collected sayings. They are given by one shepherd. My son, beware of anything beyond these, right? Of the making of books, there is no end. And much study is a weariness of the flesh. And to me, that's a reminder that the words of the wise, the words of God even, need to have a primary shaping and framing of the world, maybe worldview shaping uh, in my life, so that as I engage with other books, other works, um, you know, I, you can spit out some stuff and not waste some of your years on a bad book and uh, even developing good habits to try to avoid wasting some of your life on something that's not helpful to read. And so um, I found a tool this, uh, about a few years ago that I re-engaged this year pretty heavily called the Daily Liturgy Podcast, which is about a 15-minute-a-day audio production from my friends at Coram Deo Church in Omaha. And basically it follows kind of a Reformed uh, liturgy where you can wake up in the morning and listen to a reading from the Old Testament, uh, a confession of sin, which kind of gets heavy because it's kind of a reformed tradition. It's like, I suck again today. 
I suck every day, you know, um, <laughs> of all the bad people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm the worst. I am the worst. Yeah, and so, and then it has a, a prayer. So you say the Lord's Prayer together. Uh, and then a, a New Testament reading and an affirmation of the gospel. And that's every day, too, that God's grace right, to you. It's right. sufficient. You're loved and accepted and fully forgiven in Christ. Uh, and then a reading of the Psalms, which usually connects to some sort of emotional movement, a somber proverb kind of wisdom literature. So I, I really enjoy that. And I don't feel like a heaviness where I like if I'm trying to like, I got to get through the Bible through the year thing. I, that's never been good for me. Cause I feel like if I miss a couple of days, I get mad yeah. or I feel like I'm reducing my relationship with the God who created all things to you know, sitting and reading a book. Um, so that, that's been something really helpful. And I think participating in the Bible, the word of God in, in an oral way. And I, I think you mentioned Beowulf. I think there's a lot to be said about uh, the hearing of the word. Yeah. Uh, so to speak. So Man, I'm looking forward to that this year. Continue. That's cool. I'll have to check that out because, uh, the one thing I'm picking up for this year, I'm, so I'm dropping my read 50 books. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, Bitty. Uh, <laughs> Bitty one. Uh, no. Uh, but what I am picking up is, uh, is Bible on audio. So I've got a, I went with that, with that NLT, um, the story, yeah, Bible. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's called yeah. the story Bible and, uh, it's chronological. Oh, that's what it is. It's chronological. And, it's I've got it on Audible and like historical, historical chronological, ah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't. I'm still in Genesis, so so far it's chronological. Um, and so I'm with you where I'm not. I'm not gonna keep it to. I have to do it every day, a certain amount of time. Uh, but I'm just gonna work my way through it, and I'm I'm hoping by listening to gain something, right? So uh, to hear it in a fresh way, uh, and just to it just um, you know. Like you said, I can be listening while I'm on a walk in my neighborhood or driving over here or, uh, and, and you can't, you can't hold the book up and read That's right. while you're, while you're driving. And so, so I'm, yeah, I'm excited for this year. Just, uh, letting the word of God, uh, kind of wash over me. Dwell in you richly. Dwell in me richly. You know, there's a thing, friends, where, uh, the books that we read, the things that we watch, the stories that we tell and believe and reenact even in our relationship, shapes our world. And I don't mean that in a kind of anti-reality thing. We all live in God's world, but letting his vision, his story, his grand narrative shape how we see all other things uh, certainly will lead to a life of hope and worship. Jesse, thanks for sharing another experiment with us yeah, here man. today, yeah, man. Yeah, man, I was happy to. Glad you read 50 books. You deserve those 13,000 pages to shape your mind <laughs> and vision. Stop. Just give me a star. Gold stars on the Gospel Underground. Five stars on iTunes. Thank you guys for the additional reviews that are flowing up there. We really do appreciate it. Send your feedback, comments, questions that you might have. Uh, I got a blog entry of my best reads from 2019. I'll throw up on uh, the show notes here as well. But if you have questions, you want us to talk about something, we'd love to do that. Hit us up at info at gospelunderground.org. We are a dialogue taking place in the borderlands between the church and culture. We hope to see you out there. Peace.